Agreed. On that note. <sighs> yeah, I could talk about this forever. 15 minutes in. All right. That's actually pretty good for us. Also, it's pretty good, just but really usually quick. once we hit record, usually once we hit record, we like, we're like a three minute meandering finish conversation. Then we jump into the topic. We tried that. It didn't work. Speaking yeah. of resolutions of starting podcasts on time, here we are. We'll see how long I last until I cough. It'll be great. Okay. Um, we, are we going to play a drinking game? Ooh, yes. All right. I will have my I seemed water. way too eager for that. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Once Ellen's back on the wagon, we need to start doing podcast recording drinking games. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. And... <laughs> Welcome back to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You. I'm Ellen Cernko. I'm Ellie Hicks. And I'm John Young. And this week, I sound like a gravel pit, so sorry about that. Um, it's a good way to put but it. But... You sound like a younger female Sherrod Brown. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, oh it's, not a comp- it's not a compliment or an okay. insult. It's just kind of a, it's kind of a statement of fact. Um, it's yeah, a rasp- just, raspy you know, voice individual. where we're at. Um, this is my fourth week of being sick. Um, just to update our listeners, my mom already knows, but <laughs> Jen, you know. Jen's well aware. Jen is well aware. <laughs> I've been ta- calling <coughs> my mom and my husband, my care team. So that's been really fun. Um, but anyway, on this podcast, we don't typically talk about my health and wellness, Typically, we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. Um, And this week, we are going to talk about how to get the most out of your 2023 digital marketing plan. I wrote that sentence really weird. See? So we are going to cover four things every small business can do to prep for their 2023 digital marketing. And you might be listening to this thinking like, Ellen, it's um, January or February or even March when you're listening to this. Um, 2023 is already happening. And I would say to you, I think that there's a lot of toxicity around like you need to have your year ready to go on January 1st because it's just unrealistic for most human beings and especially for small business owners. So I would say no matter what time you're listening to this podcast, there will be things that you can take advantage of um, and can implement into your marketing. And it's not dependent on a specific date or you know calendar year. Um, but if you're looking for some goals for this year, these might be some good places for you to start. I have a painting on my wall. I was just making sure it was still there. It says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. I like that. Ah, that's Yeah. So it's like a, it's similar with the plan. Like I think the past, like I don't know. Well, this is our twelfth year in business. I think whatever, whatever, whatever number it is. Every year I've had my like next year plan like ready to go by January first, and then I change it probably eighteen times between the beginning of January and the end of January. So this year I took a different approach. I've got it like halfway planned, and it's uh, you know early January right now. So I think by the end of January, especially we're going to get together and have our little team meeting that will probably shed a little bit more light on what we need to do. So I think that's a fair approach just because it's uh, the, the technically we're in the year doesn't mean I need to have it all planned out. Yes, I agree. I was going to say something like that and relate it to like your like resolutions. Like if you have set like fitness goals, health goals, like any kind of even personal goal, even it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't have to be January 1st for you to like care about your goals or for you to care about your health. And like, even if you like fall off of something or you like don't seem to be meeting those goals, like even if it's in like August, it's, it's not too late to make changes or to plan something out. Anytime you decide to do it, it's good. Yeah. Cause the goal is to, to finish with whatever you're in, in, in is, your end is in goal, your goals in end, whatever it is. The idea is to finish with <laughs> with what you're trying to accomplish. So if it's, uh, I need to run a mile every day, that's a little trickier if you wait till August to get that started. But if it's like, I want my business to be successful, you could literally start rolling on that in June. Not probably mm-hmm. not the best of plans, uh, but you could. You, you could have a very successful second half of the year and make your whole year. But so it's, yeah, I, I don't think it's important to start on January 1. It's more important to set goals that are smart and also, you know, achievable things that aren't mm. just, you know, outlandish. Was it John this time? Yes. You went out this time. 
Nope, no. it was you. It was <laughs> me. <laughs> Ellie was still there. I could still hear Ellie. All right. Well, you were you were frozen. Oh, look, that was really funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm hilarious. I'm glad that you thought that my internet was failing. She I'm got really excited so about happy. It. I'm not yeah. I'm not overly excited with having Spectrum, but they haven't really failed me since I've been here. So I've been failed know, a couple of times, but um, probably not. I don't as know bad what as else that to one. do at this point. I mean, hopefully, once we get the mesh things, like oh yeah, go, mesh is going like, to solve all your problems. I hope so. It did at my parents' house, but yep. I just I feel like. I haven't had good internet in years, and it makes me sad. I'm sad. This will be the year. That's your goal for this year: is have get good better internet connection, and that mesh be the ruler of all things. Um, but anyway, getting back to our conversation, uh, one of the things I was going to say, and kind of what we've both we've all three been hinting at, is that like so much of what you'll do when it comes to like planning and looking forward for your digital marketing, it's like it's just a mental game. So like. You know, whether, you know, like I said, you start the day that you hear this podcast or you start, like Ellie said, in August, like eventually you're going to see progress. Like um, they talk, I'm reading a lot about giving birth right now, and they talk about how actually giving birth is 80% um, like your like mental state and like 20% your physical state. Um, and I feel like I see that in a lot of places in life. Like if you just, start, it's better than not starting. So it doesn't matter what day you start as long as you have started. Um, So with that, there are four things that we're going to go over today. Um, You don't have to do them in order. They kind of go off of one another. So it might be helpful, especially with two and three. But the four things we're going to cover is reviewing your previous year. So reviewing 2022 digital marketing. Um, The second thing is to set one smart goal for each quarter of your upcoming year. The third is to assign ownership and responsibilities to team members for each SMART goal. And then the fourth is to spend some dedicated time creating and brainstorming. And then we're also just going to spend a little bit of time talking about like general digital marketing tips and things to keep in mind for your 2023 from, you know, a team of digital marketers that these are things we're also telling our clients to keep in mind for the upcoming year. Um so with that, let's go ahead and start with thing number one, reviewing 2022 digital marketing. So we kind of put together just like a list of questions that you'll be able to ask yourself um, and ask your team in order to review the year. Um, and I'm going to cough. So if one of you want to kind of start talking through one of those, that'd be great. Yeah, I think um, reviewing what you've done in the past is a very important first step. Um before you start setting goals, you do want to kind of be aware of, I guess, what is going to be even achievable for you, what you've done in the past, like what might, you know, you're starting to think through like what needs to change, what needs to stay the same. So in, in terms of right now, we're going to be reviewing um, 2022 and what we did last year so that we know what can be successful in 2023. So, you know, simply asking yourself what went, what went well and what didn't go well, um, where do you need to make those changes? Um, what didn't you do that maybe you wanted to, uh, should that be a top priority or not? Um, what marketing efforts performed the best for you last year? Uh, where was your money spent and did you get the return you wanted on what you spent? And does that need to, again, change, stay the same, more budget, less budget? Um, and when you're thinking through all of these things, it kind of sets the tone for what you want to plan for in the coming year. Uh, when I was looking through the notes that you guys put together, um, I started thinking about Young's marketing and the, the two of us and Rachel – and, and uh, Dan, to a point, set a really ambitious 2022 Young's marketing plan. Like we probably incorporated, I want to say, 15 things that we really haven't done before, whether they've been something we've been thinking about or something we hadn't been thinking about. And uh, we failed at a lot of them. I would say we didn't do probably five of them. Uh, we tried five that really didn't work. And then the other five, you know, some of those five like worked and we're going to continue to do them. And a couple of them we're probably not going to try. So when you're when you're looking at man was i was i way too ambitious in my marketing plan last year or just in general for planning like did i really think that i was going to crush it and i set the bar way too high that i was never going to reach it so when you're applying that to your next year goals 
look at what you did do, look at what did work, also look at what didn't work. And can I, is it, did it not work because I didn't plan well, or did it not work because it was a bad idea? So don't, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to like cut your loss on, you know, it, you could try it again uh, and it could fail again. And then you'd say, okay, definitely not going to do it again, but it could be something like it seemed like a good idea at the time and it just really didn't, it didn't execute well and we didn't plan well and it's just not going to work. And I don't want to mess with it again. Or even like kind of a third option of that, like it is a good idea, but like you don't have the oh, capacity no. for it right now. Did I freeze again? Mm. Yep. Hi. Hi, buddy. You're back. You're back. What'd you get? Uh, Where did hit. I fall off? Hit. The third option, hit, <sighs> is what we got. <laughs> the third option is um, keeping in mind if something is a good idea, um, but like you don't have the bandwidth or the capacity for it right, right. now. So like recognizing um, that like you can keep it on your back burner list, but like you don't have the manpower, you don't have the funds for it. Um, so that'd be kind of like my other thing on that. Yeah, I said it better I mean, the first time. You. <laughs> oh, we'll take your you word for it, boss. Gosh. Brought up a good point, though, John, when you were talking about like what we did for Youngs. Um, I think a lot of it was, and this kind of goes into Ellen, what you just said, too. Some of this stuff was very ambitious that we needed more planning time for. So looking at that, did like if we're looking back to 2022 and we tried to implement something in a month's time, like we spent a month doing it. Was that enough time or not enough time? Probably not if it didn't work out. And like, maybe it's still a good idea, but maybe even we say, oh, that's an idea that we want to revisit, but let's give ourselves a whole nother year even to talk about it. And maybe let's plan for that in 2024. And that's okay too. Realizing that Maybe you just didn't like you simply didn't have enough time to execute all of this. So you can even plan years in advance um, if that's something, because, again, it's kind of hard if there are a lot of moving parts. It's even hard to make something happen. If we're talking about, again, using the Young's example, if we're talking about something we want to make happen in the fall, it might even be too much to ask to make that happen this fall. So that might be something we need to talk about for next fall, um, like 2024 fall. Rachel and I talked about the uh, the other games is one one that I was thinking about um, where we were going to have teams of four come play mini golf and it was going to be um, nonprofit focused uh, where you know you basically if you won you raise money for your charity or your nonprofit and we talked about throughout the year about ways to make that better for this year um, but one of the ways we talked about this year was already having uh, a groundswell of people at at this time for early spring to be excited about it hold on I got to get a good screenshot of Ellen here. Quick. I know. Got I'm it. Here. Well, no, your you're face not. isn't. <laughs> oh, great. Um, so what we talked about was like, well, we'd already have to have a system in place. We'd have to have the dates planned, the cost, who we're going to reach out to. Might have already reached out to those people at this point for next year. So that's kind of the problem in only sitting and looking at your objectives and goals once a year, especially mm-hmm. when you're a seasonal business like Young's. Like now, it kind of is the time where we start to plan what we want to do, but it also it's been happening throughout 2022 into 2023. So Mm -hmm. we're, you know, we can make small tweaks at this time in the year, but making big jumps on things, is going to be, it's going to be tricky. So that, that, uh, that in specific is something that we are going to think about for 2024, but we're going to think about it throughout 2023. So maybe that is one part of our marketing plan is plan for this event in 2024. We're Mm -hmm. not going to put, not going to put a lot of action into it, but we need to think about how we want to accomplish that and how we want it to be successful next year. Yeah, I think that's where we kind of went wrong last year when we were planning. Like you said, John, we put together this pretty intense marketing plan for Youngs. And I think it was a mindset that we all were having of, because we were doing this, like, I don't remember when we did it, but it was very close to the the beginning of the next year. And it was like, we were talking about things that would be happening in the spring, even in the winter. And it's like, okay, this has to get started right now if we want to even attempt for that to be semi-successful. Um, and so I think that that's important to think about too, when you're, when you're looking at planning your digital marketing goals for a year, um, just not being afraid, you know, people have good ideas. This might be a great idea, but being okay with saying, okay, we can't execute that this year, but let's put that on the back burner and, and start planning it this year for it to be very successful next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of like a last point for this first one is, um, one of my biggest 
is am I frozen again? We hear you. Your face wasn't moving for a minute, but it's okay. Should I turn off my camera? Is that going to help? I don't think it'll help, but it'll keep you from freezing and us taking screenshots. (laughs) Um, And she's frozen again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to turn off the camera. Mostly just because it's distracting me. Um, Oh, one of the most frustrating things to me, like one of my biggest pet peeves, like in my personal and my professional life is when either I say or somebody else says like, oh, we'll figure that out or like, um, or they'll say like, uh, um, we don't have to figure it out right now. Like we will. And I think when we, when you say that, like, it just means it's not going to get done. <laughs> like, instead of saying mm-hmm. that, I think we should say something like, okay, what is like our action step to like start talking about this again? Like, when is the date that like, we're going to start discussing this again? And then like, what are we going to discuss then? Because I think when you just say like, oh, we'll figure it out eventually, like, Either that means like you phoned it in and like you're not going to do it and somebody else is going to need to pick it up or like it's just not going to happen at all. So try not to say that right. if you can. I feel like you're accusing me when you when you say those things because that's everybody. these are words that come out of my mouth a lot. All right, good. All right, as long as it's not just just me. If it's <laughs> if it's if it's, if it's everybody, that's fine. I think I went out again. But I like, missed I mean, what you said, it. John. No, it wasn't that important. That's a good point, though, Ellen. Um, I think, and we'll probably get into this in the next couple of topics here that we want to talk about, but putting dates on things, like even check-in dates, is so important and will definitely keep you on track. And I think, Ellen, just a shout out to you. I think that that's something that you're really good about is setting dates for things and communicating dates and um, just, I don't know, being really like planful. Um, I think it helps a lot not just for yourself, but everybody else who's involved in whatever this project might be. And when you're doing kind of an overhaul, like we're talking about, you're reviewing and you're planning ahead. There's nothing more important than setting timelines and dates. Again, if you don't do that, you're just simply never going to get things done or be successful if you don't have any hard dates that you want to see results or parts of your plan or you know whatever it might be. So, is Ellen with us or is she gone? I am. Oh, okay. I'm just sitting over here seething about this internet situation. Just silently annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. This is what I imagine you guys felt like. like, Very upset. (laughs) That's how I was. Remember, like, our, like, second episode when I recorded from my parents' house? I felt so mad and I just kept coming in and out and, Yeah. So I get, I get icing on the cake yeah. of my day along with my hand searing right now from burning it with the water. So it's great. Uh, anyway, step number two. That one's not having the best day. <laughs> nope, but it's okay. It's fine. Um, so moving on to the second thing for what you can do to prepare for your 2023 digital marketing is to set one smart goal for each quarter of 2022. Um, And I specifically said one for each quarter because I think we should start with manageable goals and then grow from there, especially if this is Mm -hmm. your first time putting together SMART goals. Um, So Ellie, could you just share, kind of recap, we talked about SMART goals back in episode 18, and I would love for you to just share a little bit more about that. Yeah. So setting goals, like I just said, is or setting, yeah, goals is one of the most important aspects of of planning and executing a marketing plan. Um, When we say SMART goals, these are very specific goals and not just, you know, frivolous like, oh, I want to see success this quarter. Like, okay, well, we all do. Um, But what does success mean to you? What does, and this might be, Ellen, I like starting small, like you said, and just something that's going to be very attainable by setting one SMART goal per quarter. I think that's a really good benchmark to have. Um, but when you're setting your goals there, you can kind of like dive down and make smaller goals to reach a big goal. Um, so however is going to work for you when you're talking through some of these steps, whether you want to set a broad scale goal. And then once you start getting into your plan, set like individual goals for each aspect of your marketing, but a smart goal, because we keep saying it, um, 
is an acronym. Is that the right word? Oh my God, I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And it stands for um, their goals that are specific, they're measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So you're going to have a very specific goal in mind. Um, It's going to be something that you can measure. Again, it's not just like a thought, like I want to see success. Um, What does success mean? Does that mean you want to have, you want sales to increase by 50% this quarter? Do you want, like put a number on it, something that's going to be measurable, but don't make it so far out of reach that it's impossible and you're going to get discouraged. So you want it to be attainable, an attainable goal. And even if you set a goal, say we set a goal for the first quarter of, you know, kicking off or, you know, kicking off two new projects this quarter. Um, And then at the end of the quarter, we're like, wow, we did like five or whatever it might be then, okay, let's adjust our goal for the next quarter then. Like, that's good information to have. And again, that's why we're reviewing the previous year to see what we did so that we can set our goals for this year. We know what is attainable for us. Um, And again, we're not saying like, ooh, let's kick off 20 new projects in the first quarter because that is a little extreme. Um, John's eyebrows are raising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That is obviously not attainable. Um, We would never make it. We would all just fall down and cry and it would not be good. Um, and then putting a specific time frame on this goal will help keep you accountable as well. Um, again, Ellen mentioned it. I talked about it a little bit. Just putting that timeline on something so that you can check in and hold yourself accountable um, so that you know when it's appropriate to say like, okay, do we need to adjust this goal? Do we need to um, set a new goal for this? Do we need to like increase it, decrease it? What is it? So Set something with a time frame because, again, you want to be successful. When do you want that success to happen? Do you want that to be by the end of the year? Do you want that to be by the end of the first quarter um, in the summer? What is that timeline for that specific goal? So that's kind of what uh, a SMART goal is. And we talked a lot about just what you can do before you set your goals, like doing a a SWOT analysis. So identifying your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, And then, you know, setting the actual goals, how you want to set those, what they should be. Um, Again, reviewing your previous um, successes and how the previous year went to kind of help determine goals for this year. All of that is important when you're talking about setting these goals. And if you want to know more about that, uh, listen to episode 18. That was one of, that seems like quite a while ago that we talked about that. So many moons ago. So many, many moons. I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of taking what you want to accomplish this year, breaking into smaller chunks, uh, mm-hmm. which is why I like that uh, Ink and Volt uh, planner that I recommended to you guys. Because uh, you, you take your 2023 goals and I think, um, I forget what I actually kind of said as a goal. I think it was about 12 to 15 new clients this year for the whole year. So mm-hmm. then you break that into quarters. So that's, you know, three to four a quarter. And mm-hmm. like you said, if, if it doesn't happen in the first quarter, let's say we get two. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean the whole year is a failure. It just means we need to pick up those two in the next couple of quarters. So you, and that's you break, why you review it. You say like, okay, now yeah. what do we need to do to get ourselves back on track? Right. So you you, you break your, you, know, you take your annual goals of what, this is what I want to accomplish by the end of the year. You break it into quarterly goals. You break those quarterly goals into monthly goals. And then you break those into weekly or even daily tasks. What do I need to do to accomplish these goals? So you're using the, the SMART acronym throughout the entire year. So because saying that I need to get 15 new clients by the end of the year when it's in January, that seems both daunting and easy at mm-hmm. the same time somehow. Yeah. Uh, but if I say, okay, this is the, these are the things that I'm going to do today to make those things happen by the end of this quarter or by the end of this month or by the end of this week, these are the things that I can do throughout the year to make those things a, an actual achievement. That's what I'm going to do. So mm-hmm. I, I really like uh, how how she lays out her her planner because it you you write down your annual goals and then every month one of the tasks in the the first page of the month is go look at your annual goals have you acted on any of those have you crossed any off have you already already crossed off some of your annual goals somehow Would you, did you set a goal to work out once for the year and you can already <laughs> check that off so something something along those lines but you, know, you you look at those goals every uh every month you look at your annual goals every month and every week you look at your monthly goals and say am i am i just knocking off chunks because if you don't do that you're going to be in september going well, well poop i didn't do 
anything this year that I wanted to accomplish. I accomplished some mm-hmm. stuff, but not the not the big stuff that I wanted to accomplish. So you don't put th- little things in there like, oh, I want to eat less graham crackers or I want to work out some. Like you put like big, big goals in there. And then how do you break those into smaller chunks so you can actually achieve them? Yeah. And I think we even talked about that when we talked specifically about setting goals, working backwards is the way that I always think about uh, setting really good goals. Like you just said, like, what's the big picture goal? Like, where do you want to be? And even if you set your big picture goal quarterly, like, of course, you're going to have your yearly goal. And then you're going to break that into quarters. And then when you're looking at like, okay, well, how do I reach that quarterly goal? What are the small tasks that we need to accomplish to reach that quarterly goal, which is in turn going to help us reach our annual goal? Um, and that that kind of helps you. And also, I don't know. I think a lot of people are like this. I think this is very normal. But I am very much a person that like has to be able to like check things off. So even if you set a small goal for yourself that you're able to just – you know you're going to accomplish that um, – even just doing that is helpful because it, it it makes you feel like you are actually like moving along and getting somewhere. And even those small goals, the more of those that you check off and the more of those that you are meeting, they're helping you reach those bigger goals. So, see. <laughs> you can't agree with yourself. That's not how this show works. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> it's like, so, like Scarlet show. If you laugh at your own jokes, you don't get points. It's not how it works. <laughs> So I love everything that you guys are saying about step number two is setting one smart goal for each quarter of 2022. And I feel like this is also a perfect time to move on to step three because it's very related to the second one of actually assigning ownership and responsibilities to team members for each smart goal. Um, <coughs> so kind of just like this ongoing thread that we've been talking about is, yeah, you can have all these great, like amazing goals for your company or for yourself or for your marketing, but like, if you don't actually assign like which team members are going to be responsible for like making sure that that happens then like nothing's going to get done. Um, So just Mm -hmm. a few questions to keep in mind when you're setting those SMART goals is to ask yourself who is currently responsible for what on your team. Um, Actually, John and I did this like last December and it was really nice to kind of sit down and say like, these are like the main things that each person is responsible for. And here's like the secondary things that these people are responsible for. Obviously on a smaller team, like you may have like some overlap every now and then. And like, that's totally fine. Like we get that. It takes a village to run a small business. Um, But it really also helps team members know like, hey, this is what like, if I'm looking at my to-do list and I'm overwhelmed, like these are the things that I need to put at top priority. Um. So it not only helps you, it also helps your team members. And I think it really helps communication between leadership and team members. Just It it improves uh, transparency, which I think there can always be more of between leadership and team members. Um, So try to just sit down and like figure out like who's responsible for what. And that may also help you figure out what... Are you, I, I was. I, you seems like you're alluding that I haven't been transparent with you guys. So just no waiting for me to get yelled at either online John's or offline. The, I feel like John's the most transparent. Um, yeah, yeah. You mean with like the greatest our, respect, I don't call, think that Shout Out Design really has. I thought we were going to go broke in three months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with the greatest respect, I don't think Shout Out Design really. Yes. No. Um. I don't think Shout Out Design really has like set like quote leadership and like quote team members. Um, so I think that like that helps as well. I said with the greatest respect, get over it. Uh. I mean, you should see what my paycheck is compared to you. you <laughs> <laughs> uh. Actually, just kidding. Ella, I almost said something really here. sassy, but I did it. Yeah, I was going to say I have. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, just like. Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. I don't think it was that important anyway. Um, oh, I think that that well, also helps figure out leadership and yeah. yeah. I think that also helps figure out what is not assigned to anybody because I think sometimes there will be team members that think that like, oh, so and so is responsible for this, but like so and so didn't know that they were responsible for that. Um, so just take that time to figure out who's responsible for what, um, and then along I think it with also that helps. Sorry. Sorry, I think I'm behind as well. <laughs> so I'm just going to probably hang up and you guys can continue this podcast without me. We, we need to do it like a walkie-talkie situation. When you're done talking, Ellen, you say over and then yeah. we'll, know, we'll know we can go. 
I'm never done talking, John. So uh <laughs> she responded pretty quick on that one, so you might not be lagging too bad. Um, your guys' response as to what Over. I said was pretty lagged. So uh, yeah. okay. That well, one was a little better. What I was gonna say though is I think it also helps. I'm losing my turn of thought. Help me. Um when you when you're laying out these goals and you're assigning tasks and you're assigning like responsibility to people i think it also helps you see holes and i think that's what ellen was kind of just getting at but like do if you want to meet your goals realistically and you just don't have the manpower to do so do you need to hire somebody do you need to outsource some of your work is there something you can get off of your plate that's going to help you reach your goals Um, so when you are really breaking it down and saying like, who's responsible for what, um, can that person take on all of those tasks? And again, the transparency, like open up a conversation with that person and say like, here are the things that I feel like you can be responsible for. And I want to take you and I want you to take and run with it. Um, but also opening up them to communicate with you what they need for that. Do they need assistance? Do they need to purchase a program that is a monthly fee. Do they need, you know, so like it it helps people, it helps you just kind of see what you're going to maybe need to invest in, in that coming year to help you meet those goals. I especially love, uh, over. (laughs) Okay. I especially love what you said, Ellie, about, um, hiring because those were our last two hires is that shout out design realized that we had needs that our clients had that we didn't have anybody on staff that could meet those needs. Um, And so we were able to identify that and then find the perfect fit for our team and for our clients um, to meet that need and go above and beyond that as well. Like that's the great thing too, especially with hiring Ellie and Sheba. And I would say now Jess as well is that, you guys were able mm-hmm. to fulfill the needs that we immediately had. And then you were also like, I also have these other fun things that I'm really good at. <laughs> so <clears throat> keep in mind that you need to continually do this process of figuring out who's responsible for what and then who's really good at what and then where are their holes. Over. Agree. Over. I was going to say, Ellen's done a really good job of helping me take take time back because uh, for the past couple of years, we've been kind of this huge growth path and uh, we do take time to say, this is what we want to accomplish next year. And that has uh, got you Ellie and then also Shiva on team. Cause we, you know, these are goals like, you know, like you guys are both saying, like we've got all these goals that we want to accomplish and we look at who's going to do what, well, that's 150% of my time and that's 170% of Ellen's time. So we need to bring someone on to help accomplish these goals. So mm-hmm. uh, kudos to, uh, to Ellen to help me, help me, A, uh, put those ideas in my head that we can have more employees and then B, helping, helping organize that time. Uh, so we're all kind of, you know, and we're going we're gonna to take time here in a couple of weeks to do, do that again uh, for the year of making sure that we're all doing things that we're A, good at and B, enjoy doing. Because it is work, but I don't want it to be, you know, horrible work. Like, like I want us to, like, do things that we are good at and enjoy doing at the same time, if possible. I went out from part of that, but I think you said something nice about me, and so did Ellie earlier. I did. So I just really <laughs> like this episode. I did. In general. Yeah. I was also going to just piggyback on that. I don't remember where you ended, if it was C or D, but next letter, also Ellen, for giving me a job. I do what I can. Slid into those DMs. Also, I lost a ring somehow. Yeah, she did. She slid into those DMs hard. Um, I lost a ring, and I'm panicking because my cat is lingering, and I don't want her to eat it. Oh, no. We are an absolute S show. We're almost as bad of an S show as Congress is today. (laughs) I found it. Do not put that on (laughs) us. That is offensive. (laughs) That is offensive. Well, their internet works. I'm watching it live. Okay. Oh, also offensive. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go. Um, I'll go over to Congress and just mm-hmm. like watch that, and also use their internet if it's better than mine. Over. <laughs> well, you're. Who's running the show? <laughs> okay, so number four. We'll see how this goes because I'm yeah, supposed to talk go. about this. Um, so we talked about reviewing 2022 and then setting smart goals for 2023. I realized I put 2022 there. Oh no. 
false advertising. Um, and then our third step was assigning ownership and responsibilities to team members for each of the SMART goals that you come up with. So step four is kind of the more fun one in my mind, and it's spending dedicated time creating and brainstorming individually and with your team. Um, so if you haven't listened to episode 19 of our podcast, I recommend that you do. We spend a lot of time talking through what brainstorming really is, who you need to have in the room, how to set up an effective brainstorming session, and then what to do after you have a brainstorming session. Um, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it during this episode because I think we did a really good job on that episode and we'll probably do a better. We, we definitely did better on that episode overall than we're doing on this one, mostly because of me. We crushed it. Um, I think we're doing but, fine on this episode. We're just having some internet problems and talking about OCPs. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. We're all fine. Um, but I think that this is the time, like, again, talking about how we set, like, overly ambitious goals for youngs in 2022. That's because we took the time to have this awesome brainstorming session individually and together. Um, so if you don't take the time to, like, specifically say, like, we're going to have this time set aside where like there's no judgment, there's no like rules, there's just like ideas, um, then I think like you're going to get stuck in your marketing. So be sure to set set aside specific time for brainstorming, particularly at the beginning of your year or whenever you're going down this endeavor, endeavor. But if you can make it a regular part of your marketing team, I would recommend that as well. I think it's kind of fun to even think about that in a quarterly, on a quarterly basis too. I think it would be fun to have like a, just like a light brainstorming session once a quarter, just kind of like a check-in and also like, okay, here's where we're at. Did we meet first quarter's goals? Um, What are your guys' thoughts and ideas for how we can keep this up in quarter two or you know, catch up if we didn't meet those goals, like what are your ideas? Like, I think that that's really important too. So not just having that one time when you're planning for a whole year, but having smaller sessions, maybe when you're just kind of like checking in and keeping yourself accountable. And then also, you know, things change. You might've had this really great idea that you were going to do throughout the whole year. Like every month I realize I'm getting really close to my microphone. Um, so sorry if that's been loud, but um, you have these really great ideas maybe that you – the plan is to be doing that maybe like every month of the year. But after the first few months, you realize like, okay, this isn't sustainable. This is taking too much time or, okay, it's not really panning out how we thought it would. So instead of just continuing to do something all year long that isn't working, it's important to you know have those check-ins. And then again, to bring it back to the whole like – brainstorming situation. How can we change that? Or let's brainstorm some new ideas instead of doing what we're currently doing. Yeah, I agree. You, you can't be afraid to cut losses on things that aren't working. Uh, but in the same in the same boat, you don't want to be completely afraid to fail on things either. But I, I do like the idea of uh, kind of regular check-ins. And it doesn't have to be like the entire team. Um, mm-hmm. you know, our team's pretty, pretty small. So if we got together and did that quarterly, it wouldn't be a complete waste of time. But if you had a team of like, you know, 20 or more. That's a, that's a big, big bulk of a meeting to, to have kind of quarterly sessions, but it is a good idea, especially if there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of ownership and some of the tasks that you want to accomplish through the year, uh, around, around different teams. It is probably a good idea to get together and just check on that periodically and say, where are we, you know, mm-hmm. how, how can we, how can we make this work? Or is, is this, is this, you know, worth cutting out completely? Cause we suck. And I think we actually did talk about that quite a bit in our brainstorming um, episode, which like talking about just like who needs to be in the room when you're doing this, because again, you don't, it's it's not going to be very efficient or effective if you have like every single person in the room, if you've got like 50 employees or something. Um, so like really being mindful of who is taking part in these brainstorming sessions, but also being careful not to like exclude anyone that like you know, it, it might like, I don't know. Don't exclude the person that's actually gonna have to do it because that happens yeah. all the time. Especially with those teams. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. especially with going back to earlier in this conversation, the teams were like, there's a definitive line between like leadership and team members. I see that happen a lot. Um, so this is like um, a little bit of a harsh wake up call if you're on a leadership team. Like, stop doing that. Like, don't come up yeah. with an entire plan and then just say like, okay, now 
you all go do it without including them in any of those conversations or at least asking them like, have we tried something like this before? Has Have you seen anybody else try something like this before? Like your your team is do more than just robots. That's why, they, that's why you hired them. Do you so. have the time? Yeah. Yeah. That's unless my hot take. Robots, in which case you don't want them in the, in the room. Yeah, unless it's that new McDonald's that um, doesn't have one single human being working in it. So what? I mean, yeah. that's going to happen more and more. I don't, I don't know why people are alarmed at that. That's going to happen. I think it's so cool. I don't know if I, I hate I love that it, though. It's a little scary. It's scary, but also like I have gotten and this has I can confidently say this has nothing to do with COVID. But like in my like as I get older, like the more and more weird I get about germs and like just seeing things like I mean one time I was in the McDonald's drive through and I just was like I think I was waiting I was at the second window waiting for them to hand me my order and like the person who was making like tea she kept she didn't have gloves on which she was just making tea but she kept like wiping her hands like on her like jeans and even like her apron and shirt and stuff and it's just like now if you were to go touch my food I'm going to be very bothered because I just even watched you like and it wasn't even anything bad it was just simply like wiping it on like her clothing and I'm like I don't like that um so the idea of robots making my food makes me feel kind of good yeah I will uh, after this I will send you guys a video that I saw I forget where it was but this dude was ordering chicken uh, fried chicken, I think, from a place. And then he looked like over the window and saw these guys legit pulling chicken out of a pan that was laying on the ground. And so he's like, well, that seems fishy. And he goes back in the entire Gross. kitchen. All of these pans, they're on cardboard. So it's not like technically on the floor, uh, but not probably not to any health standard that I'm aware of being in the it's food disgusting. service industry. Uh, and he, he was um, he was less than pleased with the uh, the operators of this establishment, and they were also less than pleased to be being filmed by this young man. Mm, I, I'm pretty fair. sure they were happy to fly under the radar of serving floor chicken. Ugh. So gross. It was quite gross. Anyway, bringing it back to brainstorming, anyway, there's no that. way to segue back to that. Um, but nope. <laughs> oh, what was my other thought on this? Oh, so we're talking about like trying to set like a specific time. Um, there are two set meetings that Shout Out Design has. Um, the one is the weekly team meeting that we have on the calendar for 30 minutes. I think the longest we've ever gone is like an hour and 15, and that's like once in a blue moon. But like most of the time, it's 30 minutes or less. Um, and then we also have our Tuesday 20 meeting, which is like, I would say, quote, leadership or whatever. But it's John, Rachel, and I. And that's two Tuesdays out of the month where we try to keep to 20 minutes or less. Did I go out? I did. No. Listening. Oh, Am I back me. now? I hear you. Uh, yeah. You are here the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it's 20 minutes or less. And during that time, we um, we sometimes just like talk about like – any accounts that need um, attention or anything like that. Um, but then it's also a time to like brainstorm if we have like a problem or something. But both meetings are intentionally Ellie. very short and they also both have um, very set agendas. Um, so I think that those are kind of the ways that you set yourself up for success with like recurring meetings for brainstorming is by not missing them. Even if it's only going to be five minutes that time, I think it's still worth keeping it and also making sure that there's an agenda set for it before you go into the meeting. Um, and then making sure you know who that person is that's responsible for putting together set agenda each week or each month or whatever it is. Um, so that's my, that's my thought over. Agreed. You crushed it. Thanks. Crushed it. Except for the fact that we were trying to keep Tuesday 20s on the DL. We didn't want Ellie feeling bad that she's not included. Yeah, whatever. She can see our calendar. <laughs> she most, most of the time is spending talking about her. It is normally talking I about know. her. I know. Probably. Yeah. Usually in a positive light, but not all. Not, you know, it's probably like 82% positive. Okay. This is a solid B. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I was that. rounding up because it's the new year. I was trying to be kind. <laughs> Thank you. All Those right. are fine numbers. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Any other thoughts on brainstorming? No, I think I think the brainstorming episode, um, I would say, is one of my favorites. Uh, they're all my favorite because it's just it's just <laughs> like my children. I love them all equally. Um, but uh, that that's a, it was a really good one, and I think that uh, covers a lot of 
things that I think are important for small business owners, not just in digital marketing, but the, the idea behind uh, organizing your meetings, having a specific goal, uh, out, you know, a specific uh, thing that we want to accomplish during this time, and what are we looking to uh, have the output of this meeting be. So I think that's a good episode to listen back to. Well, Agreed. this one is not. So if you do, if you do, if you did make it all the way through this S show, uh, I would say don't don't grade us on this one. Uh, grade us on episode nineteen brainstorming. I'm so upset because I really love this to- this topic and the content that I put together. So we'll just redo it next week when I have better internet. Sound good? It's I think that it honestly fire. has been good. Ugh. I think we. I'm it. just sitting over here, literally. So upset. I just need to like go to sleep. And it's just going to require tomorrow. me to do a lot of editing. Yeah, just do that. That's fine. I also think, um, and I'm just going to, this is like a little bit of like my just thinking out loud and brainstorming while we're on the air here. Um, this last section, Ellen, I think that, that, that you have in our notes, I think that this could honestly almost be like its own episode. I was thinking that too. I'm so like glad you brought it up. To consider. Yeah. I think that like, <laughs> n- not that like, not that like we're like out of time because also we did spend like 20 minutes at the beginning of this just talking about whatever. So we could definitely cut that out. But I think that like this, like these things, like just simply talking through like different strategies to like think about for the year are, would be like uh, what's, what's new or what's, what's what we're doing in 2023. I think those are good things to talk about on its own. Agreed. So Agreed. spoiler slash teaser. We're coming at you with some 2020, 2023, 2023, 2023, 2023, it's now 2020-23. And I'm like, you did too much there, girlfriend. I did get a good uh, I'll see you next year joke at the office when I left on mm. uh, New Year's Eve. Eve. No. I, but I, I don't I don't get to enjoy those things because we don't have an office. So when I'm at I'm my other office. I'm happy that I don't have to endure <laughs> those, those anymore. Things. I don't know if enjoy is the word I would look Yikes. for. But on that note, keep just stay I tuned. Next week, Ellie is going to host... An episode where I will hopefully have better internet, where we talk about general tips and things to keep in mind for 2023. Oh, yeah. You're going to be meshing it up. You're going to be like Spider-Woman. I'm going to try. You're doing it wrong. It's not can't this. Do, can't do both? No, that looks stupid. Yeah. You got to give him a break. He's a DC okay, nerd instead. Just to that, be different. Make that my screenshot. <laughs> for this episode. Just... Look, I just screenshotted it though. Um, okay, but let's not forget the most important segment of today. It's my what grinds my gears. Yep. Yeah, Ellie, you didn't let me introduce yourself. You Rude. I'm sorry. I thought that you were about to end the episode, and I was panicked that you were going to forget about me. Okay, no, back. Up, I would never rewind. forget about you, like Start John. Would. Never forget. Hashtag Aww. never forget. Hashtag never forget. Okay. In- okay, Ellie. Because I would like to have an intro. Meow, meow, meow. Uh, Ellie Hicks. Meow, 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 meow. What grinds your gears yes, today? Here. Many things. Many, many things. Um, I have, well, I have a couple. Um, and they're all kind of like two of them are like you know personal. But one I thought of when you were talking about like brainstorming and stuff. One of my biggest pet peeves is ineffective meetings. Oh my gosh. Like when meetings don't have a plan or an agenda and they're just marathon meetings. And I think this has been my What Grinds My Gears before, probably in the brainstorming episode, if I had to guess. But oh my gosh, it bothers me to my core. I just cannot stand ineffective meetings that one, like if I don't need to be a part of that meeting, it's like a waste of my time if I am a part of that meeting. Or like two, if it's a meeting that has now gone on for two hours and nothing has gotten accomplished angered and i will say that that has not really ever happened in my time with shout it out design so that's not like a what grinds my gears like here that's just like in general i don't like to be part of things that i don't have to be so comments on that one because i'm, I'm yeah, just I, rapid firing on these <laughs> i'm, I'm going to make a reference to a meeting that hasn't happened yet uh but it's going to happen sometime soon and 
no one on this podcast is going to be in it. So I'm not speaking to anyone about ill at this meeting. This meeting will have a large amount of people, uh, many of which should be there, uh, many of which don't need to be there. And then there's even a smaller section of them that I would rather them not be there because I know that they don't care to be there or to pay attention to anything that's going to be going on in that meeting. And I think mm. that annoys me more than if I was in a meeting that I don't need to be in. It's like the, I'm trying to present information to you and I can see on your face or not see on your face because you're staring at your phone that you don't care to be here. And that I think that annoys me more than if I'm sitting in a useless meeting and I'm the one on my phone. No, I get that. I was going to say, I was about to call you out because you're the phone guy sometimes if you don't want to be there. You are. Yeah, you are the phone guy. But he's like, ouch. I do agree. There is nothing I find more frustrating, actually, than when I am – or, well, even when I see it happening, like, to other people. Um, Because usually if I'm the one, like, speaking, I will 100% call people out, which I have done in my BNI all the time. I get so frustrated with people talking over one another. Everybody probably hates me at this point because I will call them out and tell them to be quiet. (laughs) And, like, when it was, like, my presentation day, I was, like, getting, like, angry. I was, like, okay, everybody put your phones down because, like, I spent some time on my presentation here. But that is, like, another one of my biggest pet peeves is when, like, people aren't respectful of somebody who's talking or like, like if you are in this meeting or like whatever, you're here for whatever reason, whether you chose to be or whether somebody's making you be here, like grow up and be respectful and put your phone down and pay attention and participate. Like try to get the most out of it that you can. But like, I don't know. I just, I find it so frustrating when people like talk over people or like are just like scrolling their phone and it's like, and then you do ask them a question and then you have to repeat yourself because they weren't paying attention. So I have two thoughts on that. Okay. The first is, look at my cheekbone when I take a sip of my water. That is a good cheekbone. Right? It's not there all the time. I have 100% 100 looked at my cheekbone multiple times this episode Mm -hmm. as I've drank my water. Um, My second thought is, and there's no way that anybody will be able to figure out who I'm talking about, but during this podcast, I have been invited to two meetings that are going to be pointless and a waste of my time. Um, Particularly, and this is going to make me sound really prideful, but because I'm not going to be the one that's putting together the agenda or gets to decide um, what we're going to talk about um, or the time frame. I know one. Um, Yep. Um, (laughs) But like, I, I don't know. I subscribe to the thought process of like, I like to give people an option. Like when I send an email that like has questions that may warrant a meeting, I always like offer up like you can respond via email or we can set up a time to chat if you would like. But I don't like the aggressive like we're going to have a meeting about this because like what you think may constitute a meeting and what other people may constitute is a meeting like or worth a meeting, I guess like are very, very different things. And most of the time, it's going to be a waste of people's time. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> so, Any yeah, thoughts, thoughts on the uh, the email that you got copied on yesterday? Is that alluding to that? I'm going to need to copy it on a couple yesterday. Oh, I don't have to be well, in that one. No, 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 you don't that have to be in that one. That one's all one, you. That's the same, same exact vibes. Yep. Hey, what about the meeting that John's making me go to with him? <laughs> Which, by the way, that's <laughs> confirmed now. Okay. Uh-huh. Have fun. Um, Which, like, again, okay, I don't wait. want people to hear this and think, like, we never want to chit-chat because that's, like, not – or, like, we don't see the value in it because I do. I just think that, like, most meetings because people, like – I just need it to be like, effective. Yeah. Most people don't take the time to, like – like, most people don't don't think about how much their time is worth or care how much their time is worth. Um and I, I do. How so. much other people's time is worth? No, I only care about mine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, only same. care about myself, and that's it. And um, okay, I want to briefly mention these last two because it's relevant because it's January fifth. Um, so let me just like say this: they kind of go hand in hand. They might seem like they contradict each other, but they do not. Um, one, this has to do with New Year's resolutions. I don't like when people ask me what my New Year's resolutions are. Hmm. I don't like to talk about it. I don't I think it's a weird question. I feel um anxious if I hadn't made New Year's resolutions and I don't like 
calling it that. Like I just, I set myself some goals. Sure. But like, I don't like the pressure of like putting that on myself because like, you know, new year's resolution. It's like, okay, well when I stop that at the end of the month, like now I'm going to feel bad about myself. Like I didn't like whatever. So the whole just like idea of like calling it these like new year's resolutions as if like I couldn't have started this in December or February. Um, and I don't like when people like ask me about it unless we're like really good friends and we're in conversation about just like our goals in general. That being said, I cannot stand when people like make fun of or don't value other people's resolutions and goals. Um, prime example, I am one of the people who hates when people get annoyed when the gym is busy in January. I don't love when the gym is busy and I have to go because it. I don't like a lot of people around me kind of an introvert. I don't like that. Any time of year, I try to pick times that are less busy to go to the gym for my own personal preference. But I hate when people make it this joke of like, oh, well, half these people aren't going to show up starting in February. And it's like, be proud of them for taking the step of bettering their health. And if they are only here for two weeks, that's two weeks better than what they were doing. They're trying like, let's be encouraging when we're in the gym or in places where people typically are for their New Year's resolutions. Like, let's be encouraging and maybe, maybe they will continue to come back past January. Maybe they stop coming because they feel out of place and like they don't belong. And let's stop that. The end. You're such Mike a good drop. personality. I just, I, it, ugh, it grinds my I gears. Yeah, I agree. It's, there's, there, I mean, there's there's no place for it. It's not like you've always been a gym rat. There was a time yeah. where you didn't go to the gym either. And there will you be a time in somewhere. the future where you don't go to the gym. Yeah. So like, shut up. Of course they just of course they just got their Under Armour outfit out, out of the box today because it's the yeah. first time they've gone to the gym. You can tell this is the first time they've gone to the gym because they don't look like they go to gyms often. So like, yeah. yeah, be encouraging. Yeah. And like, yeah, like if if it takes like, you know, buying yourself like – really fun new brand new matching gym outfits to go to the gym if that's going to motivate you I think that's great keep doing that but like yeah I just like you don't own the gym it's not your gym I mean it's somebody's gym so somebody that's not relevant for but like this isn't just like this is a public gym like get off your high horse and let people use it and maybe like if they look like they're struggling with knowing how to use equipment maybe help them instead of being annoyed like offer a, a hand or like I don't know Anyway, that's my rant. I think we should just leave gatekeeping of everything in general in hmm. 2022 and like judging people for like yes. not knowing something or like learning more about something or like yes. getting into something new because um, I just think it's really annoying. <laughs> especially like, Me okay, br- not to be like the nub that brings it back to work, but like especially with our industry. Um, like I'm just mm-hmm. really tired of the gatekeeping that happens and like the talking above your clients that I see people do, like, I'm just over it. What if instead we just like help each other? Um, these are okay, my thoughts. The world would be I know. a better place. I sound like Britta from uh, Community. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine all the people. Oh, that's our outro. <laughs> Boom. No, I think that's a good place to end. episode's over. Yeah. But yeah, just like leave gatekeeping in 2022, stopping so judgmental and mean and just like live your life. Stop caring so much about what other people are doing. Gosh. Yeah. Jeez. And so is that your resolution, Ellie? What? Me? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, it, was, it was kind of a double-sided joke because you said you don't want people asking your resolution, but. Oh. Also, I wasn't paying attention, which was my other what grinds my gears. Mm, when, when you're not paying attention to me? <laughs> yeah. Oops. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Anywho. All right. Sing us Imagine out, Imagine all the people <laughs> living for today. Ah. Ooh, that's not... It's a little, little pitchy for it's me, a, dog. It's a remix. Leave me alone. <laughs> Listen, everything that comes out of my mouth is a little pitchy, so I didn't have proper warm up time. If I had proper warm up time, you guys would just be like We've been talking for like five melted. hours. Melted. <laughs> I didn't warm up my singing voice though. Okay.
All right, next week. <clears throat> next week, I'll have proper warm-up Next time. week, 2023 goals, and then also Ellie singing some gorgeous song for us. Ellie warms up, drinks some hot lemon water, and sings us out. Put in your uh, put in your requests at uh, uh, we have thoughts we have on that.com. That. Yeah. Okay, bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.